How do you like it? How do you like it? What are you doing down here? I just uh, wanted to talk to you. Okay. Let's talk. Here we go. It's a print impromptu episode of the Mad Dad Movie Review, a podcast full of first-time movie reviews starring Mads and her dad. Hi, Mads. And I'm the dad, and this is Mad Dad Movie Review. So yeah, it's today's my birthday. I turned 36. Happy birthday! Ah, thank you. I figured uh, I woke up and I just I, I really wanted to watch The Shining, so. I, I just wanted to cover this, wanted to watch it with you, wanted to introduce it to you. Went to Best Buy, picked up the 4K copy, watched it, and here we are now. We were originally supposed to do Birds of Prey, but... That'll be next. I yeah. promise. This is, this, like I said in the beginning, this is an impromptu episode. We weren't planning this. This mm-hmm. was just my idea, spur of the moment. I kind of wanted to see the 4k transfer of this and i'm so glad that i got that it's it i've i've never been happier with the look and sound of this movie before in my life uh this is also the 40th anniversary this year and it just it it looks like it was filmed last year this year i mean it could pass as a recent film it just it just looks so great Um, so yes, uh, we watched The Shining, um, released May 23rd, 1980 in the U.S., came out October 2nd, 1980 overseas in the U.K., from Warner Brothers Pictures. Um, so this was directed by Stanley Kubrick, also produced by Stanley Kubrick, written for the, ste- written for the screen by Stanley Kubrick and Diane Johnson. Uh, cinematography by John Alcott, who also worked with Kubrick. He's a collaborator with four, four films, I think it was. Yeah, 2001, Clockwork Orange, Barry Lyndon, I'm pretty sure he did. I know he did um, Terry, Terror Train. It's, uh, I think that, yeah, that came out in 80 also. That was a slasher film with Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, Beastmaster and his last film was No Way Out because he unfortunately passed away. Um, I think during production of that film, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, music by Wendy Carlos and Rachel Elkine. Um, and this one starring Jack Nicholson as Jack Torrance, Shelley Duvall as Wendy Torrance, Danny Lloyd as Danny Torrance, Scatman Crothers as Dick Halloran. Joe Turkel as Lloyd, and Lisa and Louise Burns as the Grady Twins. Mm-hmm. Um, so what'd you think? What did Mads think of this? I liked it. Um, I've heard 
already about it because the first thing that I saw was Dr. Sleep before I saw The Shining, so you had to really tell me about it. Yeah, it's worth noting I did. You and I saw that in the theaters last fall, Doctor Strange, when that came out. I I've definitely heard a lot about it, so I knew some of the scenes already. So, but yeah, I liked it. It's definitely a movie I'll watch again. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, this is it's it's and this I guess this this goes into the category. Why do I love this film? I'm going off what I'm about to say, like. It's a movie I did not like growing up. I'm not gonna lie. Um, my first time seeing this film, I was about I was a teenager, thirteen, fourteen, and I didn't get it. But in hindsight, I just wasn't, you know, just too. I was just too young. I was still fresh, you know. I, and, and I gave it a chance again last year, actually. About this time last summer, I picked it up on blu-ray and uh went back and revisited it and just had this newfound love for it um everything from the 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 the, the history behind it the look the feel the the acting of course is just all around and the, the history alone in this movie uh, i know there's a documentary film called room 237 that came out um years back and that's a whole full-length documentary on this thing that's that's how much history this has um so yeah i i it's it's the shining it's an iconic film you know so yeah so let's get into box office and stuff i do have i have numbers for that what's that should we do a questions first no no no. hold on that thought i got that that's coming up i have that on this uh little Mm -hmm. itinerary i have written down for us because again we're just we're working we're working things out we're getting a feel for this you know in due time we're gonna have thing everything down to a t we're just trying things Things are working, some things aren't, you know. So, going to the box office for this one, um, it opened on 10 screens, again, May 23rd, 1980. Uh, opened on 10 screens in New York and L.A., and then it went wrong, and then it went wide about a month later. It opened up at number three against the uh, Empire Strikes Back and the Gong Show movie. Uh, opening weekend gross uh, numbers six hundred twenty-three thousand three hundred thirty-seven. Total gross overall forty-six point two million. This had a budget of nineteen million. Overall, this thing did make money. Uh, I got a body count of two. Count that two on mm-hmm. the screen. Um, casting notes. I, I I wrote some down. Because um, there's really not much to work with, with as far as casting goes in this film. Um, I know Nicholson was always Kubrick's first choice to play the role of Jack. Um, Stephen King said that other actors were considered, but he disapproved of them. Uh, I know Robin Williams was one of them. Uh, just found the guy just too much of a comedic actor. He was, at the time, doing Mork and Mindy on shit on TV. 
uh, Harrison Ford was another one, and Robert De Niro, who later on the set, who later on went on to say that the film gave him nightmares for a month. It's kind of ironic. Um, we could jump into production notes, but that would be a whole other podcast episode on its own. And I don't really, you know, have the notes right now. Because it's like, again, this was just an idea that was a spur of the moment thing. Didn't really plan this one out too much. We're just kind of winging it, having fun. It's the shining. Um, so notes. I'm just going to go down what I wrote in my notes um, going through this. And then you can share yours. How does that sound? Okay. You want to go first? How about you go first? You share your notes, I'll share my notes, and then we can do the uh, the questionnaire part. I took a couple notes. I actually filled two papers. So yeah, I did. Um, I wrote down like Jack hasn't had alcohol in five months. Like the main things and stuff I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, the important things like how Dick tells Danny about. The Shining and about what's going on with that. Um, then I have questions. Like we'll get to that. Hold on, hold off on the question part. So, if you had any, do you, did you have more notes, or was it mainly just questions you want to ask? Um, no, actually, I have like three questions, but it's mainly just like actual notes. And I have like there's cool shots, like the beginning, like you said. Oh, I love that shot. That, I love that shot so so much, and just watching it. With this new 4K restoration, it's 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 a work of beauty. And then besides questions, I really just have like stuff I wanted to get into, like about the um, Shining, like scenes. Okay. So, all right. Well, then I'll just I'll go down my notes then real quick. I mean, my first thing I wrote in all caps, old lettering. <laughs> God damn this 4K transfer. The best I've ever seen this film look. Um, and then I was kind of like, stupid self notes. I put room 237. What is it? <laughs> um, the, something that I acknowledged when we were watching it, the, that, that, that audio track when Danny's riding his three-wheeler around around the lobby and as he's going through with the carpet how it gets all soft and the sound just mutes I, I, I just love it I've always I can't say always but yeah since since I've you know I've learned to appreciate this film that's always stood out that that soundtrack it's 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 great it's, the sound effects the sound design I love it um the model the the model overview sh- uh, transition shot the hedge maze where it goes from the model to Danny and Wendy walking that's I, I love that shot that's probably one of my favorite couple shots top three definitely a top three favorite shot of this movie um, and I just put down white man's bourbon my man white man's bourbon. <laughs> And then I wrote down a quote from Madeline. He reminds me of the Joker for some reason. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. It was the smile that made me think of the Joker. It's the smile that gets me. <laughs> and then I put in here, um, 
so many different analyzations, ambiguities, um, interpretations, and literary illusions. I, I don't even know where to start. Like I said earlier, or a couple minutes ago, like that's an entire episode on its own, mm-hmm. you know. And we're not that kind of a podcast. So for those of you who are looking for that episode, it's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> never, well, say ne- never say never, but it's not happening anytime soon. Maybe not with me, but... <laughs> um, and then I have long tracking shots. Um, and then... A long Danny- shot. Yeah. Huh? This movie, there's a lot of long shots, definitely. That's not a bad thing. Don't, yeah. no, let's, 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 the two of us, don't, let's not make it sound like it's a bad thing, because it's, it's <laughs> not. It's just, it's, it's artistic. It's great. I love it. It's cinematography. It's like one of my favorite things of, of like, film. It's really, like, beautiful long shots and stuff you wouldn't really see in movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then I have on here, Danny Torrance, always one step ahead of making Jack, uh, always one step ahead of the game by making Jack, you know, the uh, way yeah. he makes Jack chase him into the hedge maze at the end, which, you know, that's, that's the ace in his hand right there is because him and his mother spend like that whole movie, that damn movie going, spending so much time in that hedge maze, you know, it, mm-hmm. it pays off in the end and that's how he tricks his father and which leads to his demise. <clears throat> and then, um, Mad's take on the end, question mark. I'm curious what your take on the end is. The, the 1921, um, 4th of July picture with Jack. Um, um, at first, I didn't know if it was Jack, so I didn't say anything, because I wanted to know for a fact if it was him. And then you said something, and that's when I realized it's definitely him. Yeah, I wanted to make sure you saw him, because there's so many people in that shop. But he's yeah. definitely front and center at the very bottom, though. I just wanted to make sure that you caught him. I and caught if him you right didn't, I was going to rewind. Because what happened was, um, when they were zooming in on that picture, I knew someone we knew was supposed to be in there that was important. So I started looking around and I saw Jack. So he was the first person I really saw. Yeah. And it's like, they don't even show you taking that picture at that party. Like, they don't show that, so. No, no, no. no. Of course not. No, definitely. <laughs> um, it's like something you really have to look at to know. Right. And then I just uh, wrote down in my notes, um, this was kind of after the fact, I wrote this down um, in case we got brought up in discussion. Um, the Overlook Hotel was uh, the, 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 the Timberland Lodge in Oregon stood in for that hotel. I just wanted to make sure I had that written down for myself. That was mainly for me. Mm-hmm. Just to know things, that's all. Just to know things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. The questions let's 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 dive into it then Shoot. Uh, so what i know i have like three questions and the first one i put down was you could have 20 it wouldn't bother me yeah i it, um the first one i thought of the first thing was wendy asks so many questions and why does she do that like the whole movie mm-hmm. that's everything you hear is her just ta- talking about questions and asking questions but 
I, I, I honestly don't, you know, that's, that's something I, I love that you're noticing things like that. And that's kind of another reason why I wanted to show you this. It's kind of more or less of a test to see, like, well, let's see if she can really notice things. And I'm not going to lie, kid. You definitely pulled, it on, pulled one off on me. I definitely exceeded my expectations as far as uh, this film is, is, uh, goes. Um, and that being said, uh, I don't know because to be honest with you, I myself have never noticed that before. Yeah, because not- all you really hear her say, you don't really hear her um, talk. And if she is, she's yelling at Jack or <laughs> she's asking a million questions or she's screaming. You don't hear her have a full on calm conversation besides the beginning. Right. At the beginning, she has like a conversation with the doctor, but she doesn't really. Out of that's like the only thing you really hear her talk calmly about. You don't. Well, I just think it's maybe the fact it has to do with the fact that the, the Wendy Torrance character has been through a lot. You hmm. know, we are given a backstory, um, discussed throughout the film. Um, you know, one of the key matters, like you just said, or instances, is when she's talking to the doctor, explaining what happened to Danny, and the uh, the, the the separated arm or shoulder. Um, and Jack's alcoholism. I'm sure she went through a lot with that. Um, yeah. Anytime you're dealing with anyone with an addiction or, or, or um, disease in general like that, it's That's it's it's hard. not it's, it's tiresome, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it it you know, and it makes you question things and question reality sometimes. Maybe um, it goes with the theme of the movie with sanity and and stuff, you know, like, like that. If you think about it, it's. <sighs> What was I saying? <laughs> We're talking about Wendy and her, and her million yeah. questions. It's like, oh, um, in like three or like two and a half months, she's been through all like so much. It's like, just imagine you going through that, not knowing, not even knowing what's going on, like half the time. Like it's all just happening and you just have to think. And it's... She's strong. She may not show it. She may appear to be weak, but no. She's definitely not weak in my eyes. She may seem or come off as weak in, in certain moments, but I think yeah. Wendy Torrance is a strong, independent woman. Mm-hmm. She can hold her own. Right away. Right. And, like She has to think right away, and she can do that, and she's she gets tired, but she, it doesn't I, I think she's great. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. My apologies. What were you saying? Not bad. I didn't, no, I stopped right as you started talking. Well, that was rude of me. What were you saying? <laughs> I just, I don't know. I wasn't saying anything else. Well, I think that Shelley Duvall did a hell of a job portraying Wendy in this. I don't, I, I, I can't compare it to the book. I've never read the book. I don't know. I'm not familiar with the book. I know the book has key differences from the movie. Um, but as far as what those are, like, there's things like um, Dick Halloran, for example, in the book, he survives. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack isn't as dark. He's more he's more likable in the book before mm-hmm. he goes that hits that downward spiral. Um, it, it, yeah, I'm not going to pretend to sit here and act like I know because I don't I have read, <laughs> I have not read the book. I'm just familiar with the movie, and I, yeah. 
I mean, the movies, not books. <clears throat> nah, no, nothing against. I, I just, I don't know. I don't I'm really into reading too much. Um, plus, have you seen the Stephen King books? They're ginormous. So, I mean, it alone is like as thick as my fist. It's pretty, pretty, pretty deep. So, that's that on the book. Um, next question, perhaps. Uh, we can get to that. Really we already really answered this. It's why is Wendy so scared? But we kind of already answered that. She's scared because she's been going through all this. And she's not really, like, scared, but... No, um, I want to know. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I did, to I told you to write that down because I did want to go into that for a second. Uh, it has to do with production, actually. And um, so the director, um, Stanley Kubrick, he is a very, he's no longer with us. He passed away 21 years ago, unfortunately. Um, but he was one of the finest, or is still, not in a literal sense but he's the best one of the best of the best of the best of the best as far as filmmakers go kiddo um if there's like a holy grail of all-time greatest filmmakers he'd be on there i i i oh god i mean personally i uh, definitely paul thomas anderson up there um probably michael mann for personal reasons um, and the other one, probably either De Palma or Scorsese. So that's just me spitting in the dark as far mm -hmm. as filmmakers go. But Kubrick, what I'm getting at is Kubrick is just amazing. And this movie, he didn't do too many movies because his movies were always big in a sense. Like they took... He was known for his long, per hauling, grueling productions. And this is kind of what I'm getting at. Why is the, the point of this is he, she looks tired on screen because mm -hmm. she literally is. He, there, the, the scene with her on the stairwell with the baseball bat swinging at him and he's slowly going up, walking up the steps at the end, like talking to the axe. You know, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. That. Yeah. That was filmed 127 times. That's 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 the legend. 127 times, and that was Kubrick's style. Like he kept on doing. He was known for numerous ridiculous takes because he just wanted to break you down and make you tired to get you into it, and make you feel it more and more. And I I don't know. It, it depends yeah. on who you ask if it works if, if it works or not. I, you know, not too many people have worked with Kubrick that are still around because, like I mentioned, you know, he passed away in '99. His last film came out in '99, which was Eyes Wide Shut. And prior to that, he hadn't done a film since I think '87, which was uh, Full Metal Jacket. Mm -hmm. And the film before that was this, 1980. The Shining. Yeah. So. Man's known for long, grueling productions. That's why Shelley Duvall looks tired, because she is. Next question. The last one I have is, I bring this up for you, um, when we were watching this. It's like, 
Stewart said that um, we're, I keep forgetting. His name. The, You're right. You're right. The twins were they weren't twins. They were sisters, and one was eight and one was ten. But then they um, and then the movie as the movie goes on, they call them twins, and it's like they. Okay. This is why you win. This this is why I I'm I'm as proud as I am because you notice things like that. Like that is great. My tip my hat to you, kiddo. Being the movie dork that I am, I could not be more prouder of you, right, than I am right now for picking up stuff like that. Now there were other things. That's just Kubrick for lack of a better word, fucking with his audience. Part of my French. He's known for that, too. Like, he, if you watch the movie again and explain the chair that keeps on disappearing and reappearing during a certain take when Jack is talking to, either, God, I can't remember if it was either Danny or Wendy, there's a chair in the background that <laughs> when it cuts back out from POV away from Jack the chair is there on one shot cut to cut back it's gone and it's never discussed or brought up or you know it's just subtle background things that hardcore fans pick up on one more thing before you guys say what you were going to say so I can get this out and and you can talk more the in the beginning when he's talking when when, when he's being interviewed Jack there's a window behind Stewart and that window doesn't make sense physically as far as the hotel dynamic the 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 order and the the, it just it doesn't belong that window has been heavily discussed for years again that's just uh, something else that again that's Kubrick that's this movie for you why is that window there it doesn't make physical sense just like the chair why the hell is the chair keep appearing and reappearing or disappearing and reappearing. So that's that. You were saying? Um, there's this little thing that a lot of people would pay attention to, but some have caught on in The Shining. I found this on YouTube that when Danny is actually brushing his teeth, and it's um, there's that shot where it's zooming in. You'll see. You know how on the walls there's a lot of stickers. Mm-hmm. There's one of the um seven dwarfs are on there, and then when there's another shot. When Danny's in his bedroom, it zooms in again, and the seven dwarf isn't there anymore. So, uh, see, that's probably people, Kubrick messing with his audience for the diehard fans to pick up on. People, he's, he's gonna do stuff like that and not say a word and yeah, they'll get by because that's the thing I thought of, like when I saw that, because I saw that on YouTube, so I was definitely paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. And people have assumed that he that he did it, like what you're saying. But other people say that one I forget one of the cast members said it just fell off, and they couldn't put it back on. But they just said, "Screw it." <laughs> we can't put it back on. Maybe people won't realize it. So you, you, you know what? They're both probably right. Mm-hmm. They both probably go together like peanut butter and jelly. So it would definitely yeah. make yeah. See you're, see, you're educating me. Even I didn't know that. Booyah. All right, so um, next up, how's it aged? 
I think I think we know how this movie has aged. It has aged perfectly like a fine wine. People still um, talk about Yeah, I mean, look at me. Maybe people are listening to this and not watching, but I'm wearing my my shining carpet shirt, you know? <laughs> I love this. I wanted to wear this today after I was like, I want to watch the shine for my birthday. I'm also just going to wear my shining shirt because <laughs> why not? Um yeah. Speaking of the carpeting, there's a lot of designs in the movie that people won't realize. But in one of the oh, rooms, it's visually stunning. I agree. Yeah. In one of the rooms, I forget it might have been two thirty-seven, but the carpeting and the bedding sheets—they both have designs. The green and blue. Yeah. And it's like, at first, you think it's a, the carpet's going onto the bed. It's it's so many designs. It's like a mind melt, like a visual mind melt. I wouldn't be surprised, you know what I mean? Um, Yeah, exactly. Alright, so is there anything else in your notes on this? Um, I mean, there's like, there's just so much to talk about. We could just talk for hours on this. It really is. It really, you know, you know, but I don't unfortunately don't have all the time in the world because at some point I want to go out and actually celebrate my birthday. So I just wanted to make sure we got this and have a good time. And so far, I think it's our best episode yet. Do you have anything else on your notes? Oh, yeah, you do. Go on. There's, um, you can tell that Jack's going crazier and crazier as time goes on because at some point after, um, Dan, after, um, Jack was screaming. Uh, Wendy came up to see if he was okay, and then Dan's yep. coming out. Wendy comes up to him to put him into his room and all that, and then she sees that he has scratches all over him, like on his neck. Wendy blames um, Jack because of what happened in the past with Jack pulling, like um, doing something. Dislocating his arm. His arm. So. After that whole argument, um, Jack went to the ballroom, and then you could tell he was starting to see things. Because in the beginning... Right, exactly. That's when he starts talking to Lloyd. Yeah, because in the beginning, Stuart says, no one's going to be here, there's not going to be any drinks, so you'll have to bring your own. And next thing you know, there's drinks, so that's when you know that he's seeing things, and... Oh, of course. No doubt. Absolutely. And Wendy doesn't even realize it, but... Yeah. Wendy's just trying to... She's trying cook. to... She's just trying to be the best housewife she can be under the circumstances that they're living in for the next five months. Yeah, she's trying to forget everything bad that's happening. But it keeps coming back. And then you've got, you know, like the whole... The whole character of, of Dick Halloran, just the whole time, they're, they're just building up to the, like the duration of this already long movie. They're building up him coming. I'm coming for you. I'm gonna come save the day. You think it's gonna be a big moment when he finally gets to the Overlook and he gets in there and he's yelling yeah. around and nope, he's just picked off. Accident, by accident's chest. See ya. Yeah, and then. There's Dan, Danny and Wendy are playing in the snow and Jack has like, like it zooms in on Jack and he just has this smile and this 
crazy look on his face, and that's when you know his stuff is about to, like, go down, because you can tell he's getting crazier and crazier, and he's just losing his mind at this point. And Nicholson is just so damn good in that role. Like, I can't... I, 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 I just... I can't imagine anybody else playing that. I can't... I can't imagine a De Niro playing Jack. I can't imagine a Harrison Ford. Definitely can't imagine a Robert Williams. Wasn't he in Doctor Sleep? Like there was a scene of him in Doctor Sleep. It's I not think. him. It's 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 another actor. Uh, Henry Henry like Tom him. Henry Thomas played him, and Henry Thomas was actually Elliot in the original ET. But yeah, Henry, Henry Thomas played him in Doctor Sleep. Yeah. It wasn't it? actually Jack Jack Nicholson hasn't made a film in ten years. He's retired. He's mm-hmm. in his eighties. He's he's happy with. The rest of his life right now he don't need to make any more movies you know what i mean mm-hmm. he's been doing them since the 60s so i looked this up earlier but the person who plays dick actually died six years after the shining got released yeah scatman crothers he's been um unfortunately yeah. he's been going for a good while scatman crothers rest in peace um I have one more thing, and that is... Oh, wait. No, I have one more. I remember you wanted me to write this down. I just saw I have another question. Okay, cool. This was an important question, too. I wasn't going to bring this up until I looked at it. Wendy, when she left the bathroom, she has a whole other outfit on. Hair's down. She has a robe on. And it's something you really have to pick up on. And you Kubrick. told me the right. Yeah, I mean, exactly, exactly. That's that goes into what I was explaining about Kubrick earlier, and and mm-hmm. just things that he intentionally does to just he's either he's got to be screwing with his audience. But yeah, I mean, that's Kubrick. That's my answer. To that is that's Kubrick, yeah. and that's, that goes in perfectly with what I was talking about earlier about the whole the Grady girls being eight and nine or mentioning that they're eight and nine, but then them being twins. If you look at them, one's apparently supposed to be a little bit taller and they're wearing slightly different outfits, but in real life, they're twins. They're real life twins. You know, I've met them before in real life. They are real people, real twins. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, let's get down to the end. Let's start to wrap this up. We had a really good episode. Um, Double feature pairing. We already know what I'm probably going to say Dr. Sleep because I don't really know any other movies like The Shining. The Shining's definitely its own movie that you just have to have a second Shining to have a double pairing, in my opinion, really. Anything like that, it's going to be Dr. Sleep. Yeah, I mean, that's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's, I like to do that double feature one night. Absolutely. Uh, my double feature parent, on the other hand, is a bit different. I wasn't going to go with the same as you, uh, nor was I even going to think to go with Dr. Sleep because that was never my intention. Uh, so given going with the whole setting theme of, you know, cabin fever and, and going crazy, stir crazy and whatnot and being, you know, your job is to guard this, you know. What I'm getting at is uh, last year's film, The Lighthouse. And that is a film with Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson about two sailors in in the 1800s. 
who are um, assigned to guard a lighthouse, and it's just them two in the lighthouse. The film's in black and white. Uh, came out last year, but it's filmed like it's formatted, framed, um, and colored like to make it look authentic. Um, it's a great film. Um, and just watch, I'll, yeah, one of these days I'm going to do that. I'm actually going to watch The Shining and the Lighthouse together because just talking about it right now, I'm getting all, yeah. Didn't you? Myself. That's didn't, my double feature pairing. Didn't you watch The Lighthouse recently? Because I'm pretty sure you either talked about it or you've watched it recently. Because I've heard you talk about it for sure. I haven't actually watched it recently. No, I've talked about it recently. Definitely. Yes. I know. I, I know. What you're thinking of is I bought it. You were with me when I bought the Blu-ray a few weeks ago. Remember? Because it was on sale and I had that coupon on my um, Target app. Yeah. I knew you were You were with me. That's why, that's why it comes to mind. Because you were with me when I bought it a few weeks ago at Target. Because I said, ooh, it's got a pristine slipcover still. <laughs> yeah. so, and my dork self was all happy about that. So. All right, so that that wrap, that about wraps that up. That about wraps everything up. Um, normally, this would be the part. I mean, final thoughts. What did you think overall? I liked it. It you was. It. How about this? Your father, personally, I have a five star rating system. <laughs> Out of five stars, what do you give it? Honestly, Probably out of five four. stars. Four. It's not something like four out of five ain't bad, dude. Yeah. It's that's that's pretty rock solid, rock solid in my opinion. I All don't right. know if I did a four. I feel like it would be something I'd watch again, but it wouldn't be like my whole new favorite movie, like other movies I'd watch. Well, we, you, there's still lots of movies for you to watch, so <laughs> don't feel bad. We got a lot more to come. And with that being said. You already know what the next episode is. We announced it last episode, and that is Birds of Prey or Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Birds of Prey, however you look at it. And the emancipation of one Harley Quinn or something like that. Or, uh, no, and the fabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. So... That's that. That'll that episode will be out later on this week. And so that's yeah, dude. I'm having a good day so far, and it's not even over. So let's get out of here. What do you say? We stop this and go celebrate some more. Because okay. it's my birthday. <laughs> All right, guys. That being said. We are out of here because I am what you are. No, I'm. I'm mad. <laughs> and I'm dad. And this is Mad Dad Movie Review. All right, guys, take care. <laughs>